The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian Wickert and Tim Holtman. Good morning, and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, Senior Loan Consultant, Managing Owner at Acunet Mortgage, joined today by my handsome brother-in-law, Tim Holdman. Thank you. You're too kind, David. Good morning. <laughs> Senior loan consultant at Acunet Mortgage as well. Yes, indeed. If you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, Get Old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show and lots and lots of past shows wherever you normally get your podcasts. Okay, Tim, so... A headline from the financial world from this last week is that student loans are no longer in deferment. Right. For, the, and they've been in deferment for a while. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. So on September 1st, federal student loans, the interest clock started click, uh, Start clicking, tick, ticking, ticking again. Ticking. And those payments then with the new, you know, added interest are going to start on October 1. Right. And the reason why this is a big deal yeah, in why, mortgage lending. Right. Why does this matter for the, the mortgage industry? Yeah. Well, is because for anyone who's, you know, financed a home the last couple of years, we in the mortgage world have been using placeholder payments. Yeah. So for in the mortgage biz, if a student loan showed up on a credit report, mm -hmm. uh, it was zero and, and, it, and the, it showed as zero. That meant it was in deferment, meaning in real life, no one was paying anything monthly on that student debt. Right. But the mortgage industry said, uh, you can't, you're not going to let you use zero because smartly they're thinking, well, payments are going to resume at some point. And they yes. were right. But in the meantime, we were allowed to use either 1% of the student loan balance or a half of 1%, depending on which uh, route we were going, Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Mm -hmm. uh, Can but, I, so if you have $30,000 of student loans, yeah. we had to put a placeholder yeah, either, in of 300 bucks or 150. Zero was not an option. Correct. Now that rule is ending for us because if the deferment is over, we can no longer use You're that, that, that placeholder payment. Yes. Right. So uh, everyone in the mortgage biz, you and I included, are kind of like waiting for the the next, you know, shoot a fall or shoot a drop. What's yes. Shoot a drop. Shoot a drop. About, okay, well, what payments are we going to be forced to use? And, and it's all about really what the individual debt holder is going to work out with the student loan yes. servicer. Are they going to go to income-based repayment? Mm -hmm. They're going to just start mm -hmm. paying whatever, X dollars a month. But basically, that that's the payment we now have to use. What is your real-life payment that it, you're making? Exactly. And so I actually have a real-life client who this new, probably income-based repayment for them is going to actually help them. So let me I'll give you a scenario. The placeholder payment was going to be $800 a month, for example. Mm -hmm. But if they apply for income-based repayment, A, that's 
negatively amortizing, which over here in my former financial advisor <laughs> life, I'm like, no, that's terrible. Don't but, do that. um, but if the income-based repayment is 300 for their mortgage house budget yeah, that actually that, help that helps them qualify for more mortgage if they want yeah but that's 500 to. bucks and for them that helps get them to this like whole other category of home right and while student loans were in deferment for the last couple of years we couldn't use income based because the answer was zero yeah there was no payment but we couldn't use the zero payment for mortgage lending because we didn't want you know, because now right. people have to restart. We don't want them to blow up their household yeah. budget so, now that they are paying back on the student loans. So to say it e even simpler, someone starting income-based repayments where they have a lot of student debt, but maybe not as much income right now, ironically, that could help us as mortgage lenders because that monthly income-based uh, student loan repayment might even be less than 1% or half of 1% yes. of the balance, which means in the 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 jargony word, I try to not use that often, but the debt to income ratio calculation, mm -hmm. yeah. I think Brian refers to it as the financial blood pressure. Yes. Uh, it helps us to use a lower monthly payment for that student loan because then that means, hey, uh, you could fit a slightly higher mortgage payment if you wanted to into that equation and make well, it work. So, And then know, it segues into... Should you or well, exactly. do you want this, this, to? Uh, it's the whole, the, the bad joke. You're, get, you're getting confused with uh, could you versus should you, yes. right? So it's like, could you do that? Sure. Should you do that? I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, it really does depend on uh, your projections for your own income potential in whatever industry or profession you are doing. That's a nice way of saying, are you going to try to earn more money in the years to come? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, and I mean, maybe after the break, we can talk more about your specific example with your borrowers, you know, uh, what they do, what their income potential is, right? maybe what they expect to make and how they expect to tackle that student debt in the future in the midst of balancing a mortgage payment and, and all that Let's stuff. Let's get into that. First, our first break, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Tim Holdman over there. Good morning. Brian is on the road this weekend. Tim, we were talking about student loans, and they are um, real again. They're back. They're they are the back. Are it's back. not that they were gone. They you know. There was no interest accruing right. for all these years. Cool. And yeah. no payments. Mm -hmm. And now reality has returned and interest is accruing right. and payments are right. resuming. Which ironically could be a good or a bad thing for people looking to get a mortgage to buy a house. And so I had some clients this last week, medical professionals, who, I mean, you go to medical school, you're walking out the door with oh, yeah. six figures worth of uh, student loans, yeah. probably. Not to mention it's a longer period of overall schooling that you have to do to yeah. get to the point of making decent money. It's not like you just do your four-year you know, uh, bachelor's degree, you do that, but then you do a, and a then lot you more. Do more. Yeah. Well, and so for them, uh, they are likely going to be using the benefits of income-based repayment right. because it will be less than any of the placeholder payments 
that they would have used the last couple of years while their, you know, payments were at zero. Exactly. And like, we'll, we'll make up numbers here, but let's say these folks are in their late twenties. Exactly. So they're, they're out of school, but they're still at the beginning of their careers and the beginning of their income potential, yes. which, which should be quite good. In we'll the continue profession. to grow. Yeah. It's not, uh, nothing's guaranteed, but generally you can assume it's not going to be any lower than it is now. It's probably, probably. going to go up over time. So yep. let's say these folks have a combined total of, we'll say $200,000 of student loan. Yeah. Debt, right. Not uncommon, it, by no, the way, for not medical students. Yeah. So let's say if we had to use the old deferment rules, yes, 1% of that, that's a $2,000 a month placeholder liability or yes. placeholder monthly payment that we have to use in the mortgage biz. That's big. That's a big car payment. <laughs> that's a, uh, please don't have a $2,000 a month. That's car an RV payment. payment. Yeah, right. So now, uh, luckily probably starting next month or, you know, they're probably already getting some documentation on like, Hey, what do you guys want this student loan? Now that exactly. the deferment period zero is no longer an option. Yeah. They're not going to be, uh, forced to make a $2,000 a month more uh, student loan payment based on their current income. Right. So when they get that letter saying, oh, you know, based on your income, your monthly payment's 400 bucks a month. Uh, again, probably not great. I'm, we're not saying you should skate by with that payment on a $200,000 student debt over time because you're never going to get rid of it. But for the purpose of getting a house and getting started with your life, yeah. and, and owning a home, that's actually going to help us qualify you for the amount of house and amount of mortgage they, they probably want to well, get. And this is a version of what dad and I have said for a couple of weeks now, which is you're not just buying a house based on your life today. Currently, yeah. But you're also, and for these folks, you're not just buying a house based upon what your income is yeah, today. Right. And that, that advice certainly rings true now, but I remember Brian telling that to me and Grace when we bought our first home, yeah. which is, was in like 2017. In 2016, I mean that the mortgage world yeah. was a very different place back then than it is now. But the advice You're a was better the same. version of yourself today, Tim, uh, than, I, than back then. I hope so. An improvement on excellence, <laughs> right there. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But the the point is, it's like you know we were looking at houses in Tosa, and Brian was like, "Hey, don't think about uh, certainly you want to make sure the monthly payment is doable, but also think about." buying a house that you can stay in comfortably for the next five years, if not longer. Right. And that helped us sort of, you know, guide us and maybe, you know, fine tune the game plan a little bit of how much mortgage we wanted to sign up for. And then, you know, we refinanced when rates came down several times along the way. What? It wasn't a life sentence with the rate that you had at the time you bought your house? So ironically, over time, our income went up and our monthly payment actually went down uh, as we refinanced and got lower rates. Even better. So there's there's hope out there, folks. Well, and so and that's part of the beauty of the income-based repayment around student loans is you can continue to accelerate your income. Yeah. And your student loan payments as well as your mortgage becomes less and less as a percentage of your income it, over time. Yes. We're not trying to like saddle people with reckless amounts of debt, but we do want to help people buy homes. And own well, that if they want to, yeah, right? certainly it's, if they want to, yeah. If if you want to, it's our job to help you find a way to do that, exactly. and, and maybe give you some perspective along the way why things may not be as scary as people think they are. Yeah. Uh, so the next story that I want to get into, kind of a version of what we just talked about, best execution. So you know, this was 
if we began with student loans and you know hey what how can we get the numbers to maximize if you want to the amount of house that you want right i took a phone call this week from a client and i'll let me set the stage here they um not married that might happen you know in the nearish future you never know and trying to figure out okay should we use one of our incomes mm. both of our incomes sure you know she's got better credit than he does and what's the best way on paper to get this done for smoothness so i want to talk about that when we come back sounds good you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on am 620 wtmj Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Football Sunday, Tim. Oh, man. I got to go grab I'm my so jersey. A new era begins. Yeah. All right. So I was setting the table for this story. Uh, best execution or smarter mortgage. Sure. Because got a call from a as as we do uh from a past customer who said oh you gotta talk to brian and his team over at acunet mortgage they know how to craft mortgage we've been around and so this was um a couple and they brought hey they kind of brought to the conversation i think maybe can we try to just do it in her name because he actually already owns a home okay sure and and she actually might have better credit and we do this all the time yeah this is not this is not anything sketchy or or shady no like, but i think this is just good strategy i've had to tell clients that mortgage lending in 2023 is pass fail is yeah. like it either is or it ain't right. there's no if you pile on that doesn't doesn't get you, doesn't a, better get you a better rate doesn't yeah. It it doesn't the approval isn't like better or like harder. Yeah, it's so it's pass fails black right. and white. Exactly. And so for this couple, just using her income on paper, the debt to income ratio is like, oh, man, like it's scary. Is she going to be able yeah. to like make the on time payments? But in real life, yeah, there's this whole other income that we're just other person intentionally not pointing to. Exactly. Yeah. And why why would we not point to someone's income, David, if we could? Well, for one thing, if he had worse credit, then they would get worse pricing, worse rate. Right. And so like, let's get you the best options we can put together. And most of our listeners probably know this, but if two people are on a mortgage together, the mortgage world dictates right now anyways that we have to use whosoever credit score is lower of the two borrowers right. as what's called the qualifying credit score, meaning that's where we price the mortgage off of. So yes. intentionally leaving someone off the loan if they have lower credit, then we get to use the higher person's credit score and get them a better deal, better rate, lower loan cost, some combination of that. Right. That's why it, it matters. Yes. And so a couple other variables on this though, and wow, this was like one of those, I just felt so good. I was like, yeah, it's putting fun. this plan together. Yeah. Uh, they also had, were previously married. Okay. And uh, here, pop quiz for Tim here. Uh, if you were previously married, what special circumstances on the marital settlement agreement allow you to exclude previous 
properties. If you weren't, and honestly, I'm totally guessing here, if you weren't on title for that previous property. So crazy enough, in mortgage lending, if from the divorce uh, documentation, mm -hmm. you are relieved of all payments regarding oh. the previous marital home. Yeah. If this is insane. We can exclude that house yeah. from your debt to income ratio. If, if, it, if it says on the marital settlement agreement that the other soon to be ex-spouse is taking yes. over sole responsibility for that house and, and the mortgage payments. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, even if it shows up on the credit report. And it did. Yeah. We can just be like, not counted. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, it makes sense though. Logically it's. I've, I have shared uh, with clients though. Oh, I understand you're not responsible. Like you still are reporting on the credit report that you that this mortgage exists yeah. and it's great that i can exclude it from future life <laughs> but yeah. if your ex-spouse doesn't pay yeah the former mortgage on time it can hurt your credit score big time yeah. yes so that was one extra cool like wrinkle like yeah, yeah mm -hmm. we can totally exclude this you know other thing over here yep and the other cool thing is it's 2023 and we've got some technology what I was able to do, they work for a large brewery downtown, rhymes with Schmiller. There used to be a baseball park named after uh, them. Yes. They, Some people still call it that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was able to just plug in and grab their income directly. Yeah, that's cool. And and because they had both base pay and some Overtime? bonus. Oh, bonus. Yeah, nice. And that bonus really helped put us over the edge so that I could just do it in one of their names. And so like within like 14 minutes, it felt they also emailed me a bunch of documentation. So that helps yeah. also, but I was able to put it all together. This isn't like call a skyscraper downtown and hear back in four days. No. And from I, Schmace, like, and I, can I do this for you? And I promise you that a lot of loan consultants at other companies don't take the time to view all the different ways to execute a game plan and what is the best way right. to execute just, the game plan. They're just like, here's yeah, a pre-approval. Yeah. Here's your pre-approval. Okay. Contact me when you have an accepted offer. Literally anyone can do that, but not anyone can do the, the level. Tuning. Yeah. The level of craftsmanship that we do. Ooh, the finished carpentry that yes. we Cra welcome to craftsman mortgage. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, good. All right. I got a couple more stories when we come back, but now it's time to turn it over to the 24 hour news desk. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. This is Senior Loan Consultant Tim Holdman, joined by my fellow Senior Loan Consultant uh, and Vice President Senior Executive David Wickert. So <laughs> you got so many titles, I, I just know. I lose track. Uh, anyways, just keeping on the theme of uh, stories from the front lines of mortgage. On yeah, you I, you prepped this one in between segments. I was like, yeah, you got to tell this. Yeah, one. this is this is good. It's it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, it's you know real life help, helping uh, mortgage dreams come true. So, I got some customers referred to me by a, a real estate agent that we've we've worked together several times before, and I really like working with this young couple. Um, dating, maybe engaged, uh, soon to be married, you know, buying their first home together. And well, they're not buying because of what rates are, Tim. They're no. buying for real life reasons. No, they just, they, yeah, they, they're, they've been renting for a long I time. I love you. And, let's buy a house. Yeah. And, uh, 
I, the, the, especially the guy, he was joking with me. I'm kind of like part therapist for him, part mortgage consultant. Oh, Cause yeah. you know, in the, in the course of getting the pre-approval done, uh, he had worked for a large, uh, warehouse company in the area and he, the money was okay, but he just wasn't really happy at the job. He okay. is just wearing them down, really physical work, you know, this, that, and the other I thing. See. And he was like, well, Tim, is it okay if I explore looking for a new job when uh, I'm looking for a house? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We have a program. Yes, and thank you for telling me that you're yes. thinking oh about doing that. Well, and, and yeah, and I, I did thank him because I said the only way this completely blows up is if you give notice that you're quitting your job, don't have a new job lined up at all, and then go make an offer to buy a house. That would be bad. So that's called no job, no income. We don't do those loans. No mortgage. So they went out and they uh, made an offer and they got their offer accepted. And uh, he was extended a job offer as a teacher because that's actually what he did previously. And oh. he wanted to get back into that profession. Okay. Um, so we had a, a, a contract, job contract, firm start date, firm I mean, yeah, salary agreement. School started, you know, yeah, you know, last week. Right. All, all the things that we need to, to make that go. Then the his fiance said, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, I also quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> new house, new jobs, like, oh, new everything. Cool, okay." And um, she had not formally accepted another uh, job yet, but you, I, this is alluding back to our previous segment with your customers too. We could actually get it done with just his income. Oh. But the ratios were very tight, mm -hmm. and it required them to put down a little bit more down payment than, frankly, they probably wanted to. They could. Yeah. They had the ability to, um, which is why I was comfortable moving forward. But they said, you know, hey, we're first-time homebuyers. We'd like to keep some more money in our bank account. And I know that you and I and Brian are huge proponents of that as well. It's like balance. Yeah. You can't pry dollar bills all the floorboards of your house right so you want to make sure you got some money in the well, bank only if you're into like espionage but yes <laughs> yeah okay we won't get into that <laughs> uh so she accepted a full-time job offer got the offer letter got confirmation that she passed her contingencies of you know background check drug test all that good stuff and voila, we all of a sudden had a whole other salary to point to. Oh my gosh! Which you know magically greatly improved the debt to income ratio, that financial blood pressure calculation. And all of a sudden, they had way more flexibility on the down payment. Oh. So I said, you know, guys, I'm I don't want every deal of mine to go like this because it was a little stressful. Uh, I would but, lay awake at night. Yes. But we we arrived at the point where we got the loan approved with two future job. Uh, I'm going to help situations. you buy a house, even though you haven't even cashed a check yet from this employer. Yeah. So, uh, and then they, you know, we're, we're figuring out how much we're going to tweak the down payment game plan to whatever they're comfortable with. But bottom line is they have a lot more flexibility now yeah. because of her accepting a, a new job as well. So uh, I think the, the moral of this story is that if you're talking to uh, your friendly loan consultant acting at mortgage, just let them know maybe what you're thinking or planning for the future. Yeah, silence is not a good communication. Yeah, yeah. and it's okay to maybe explore different options with employment and income, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to completely shut down your chance of buying a house, but just tell us, and we'll let you know what's possible and what's not possible. We're not in the business of, you know, 
lying to you and then you going out and getting an accepted offer and us telling you, oh, sorry, we can't help you. Like, that's what we don't want to do yeah, that. No. We want to help you get a mortgage to buy a house. Yes. So bottom line is communication is key. Especially on new jobs and future income. Yeah, all that stuff. And, you know, in the course of the pre-approval, let's hash all that out. Yes. All right. When we come back, that was a good one. When Thank we come you. back, I want to talk about... um CPI numbers coming out this week, and I just want to put it in perspective for some, you know, clients that we've described. Yeah. Let's tackle that in another story or two. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Thanks for listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Tim over there. Hello. Tim, uh, coming up this week is the all-important CPI report, the Consumer Price Index. And estimates are that the year-over-year number is going to be 3.6%. Okay. Again, the Federal Reserve would like for inflation to be at or around 2-ish percent. So we're not there. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, But funny enough, the core which excludes housing and food, uh, how, or excuse fuel, me, fuel, right? fuel, fuel and, and housing. food, oh, fuel and food. Yeah. Uh, is going to come in at 4.3%. Uh, so right. we just to sound like a broken record for everybody. Inflation is the enemy of interest rates. And the reason why rates are higher is the federal reserve keeps dialing up their one rate, the fed funds rate to break inflation mm -hmm. and make it more expensive to borrow money which means we don't all spend as much or borrow as much and it's working ish mm -hmm. but we have not yet we're not we're not we have not arrived no we, we haven't made that what do they call it the soft landing is what they're trying to get us to arrive at Indeed, or the the no landing <laughs> we're just going to keep flying we're, through this economy we're a tom petty song we're just free falling over here wow <laughs> Uh, but what I wanted to say, or, you know, quantify, okay. So the CPI report comes out on Wednesday at 7 30 AM. Yeah. Big day. Okay. So let's just say, hurrah, it looks good. Oh, the forecast is 3.6. If it comes in at 2.9, that'd be amazing. It would be amazing. And let's say rates rally and like, oh my God, this is amazing. Well, and, we Gonna, and, we're crushing inflation. And that's a good point to make, though, is that do you know what's not happening on Wednesday? There's no Fed meeting, right? No. So it's like, but people always, I, I get this a lot from customers, they very much correlate a Fed meeting and, and an announcement on what the Fed's going to do with the Fed funding rate. They correlate that to like, oh, well, rates must have gotten worse or rates must have gotten better. Yeah. It's no. all about the inflation news, baby. The, yeah. the inflation news, the CPI that's coming out Wednesday that will have a direct correlation or a direct effect on rates, especially if it's significant news, unexpected in, in either direction. Correct. <laughs> right. If it comes in higher than expected, not good. If it comes in lower than expected, that will, I, I guarantee but, you, have some type of effect on mortgage rates pretty much immediately. So, but on a $300,000 loan, let's say on Wednesday mid-morning, oh my God, rates came down a half percent, Tim. That would be enormous for one day. Okay, wouldn't, wouldn't half a percent. Yeah. Okay, that's on a three hundred thousand dollar loan, thirty year mm -hmm. fixed. That's a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah. 
which like neither you nor I would turn down a free hundred dollars a month. But I think the point that you're trying to make, and I'm totally there with you, that's not going to stop you from buying a home that you really like. It's like, if you really like a property and that monthly payment was going to be 1500 and now it's 1600 a month, you're probably still going to want to buy that. Well, place. Exactly. And if that monthly payment of a hundred dollar difference, if that makes that big of a difference to you, guess what? You probably didn't actually like the place as much yeah. as you thought. You or did. it's an overreach to begin with. Right. Well, but, and so, which, which is fine. Well, yeah. I mean, but let's even give a more dramatic example. If rates dropped a, an entire percent mm-hmm. on that $300,000 loan, that's a $200 payment difference. Right. Not nothing yet. Not really the thing that's deciding should we or shouldn't right. we probably not buy this house. debilitate your monthly budget one way or the other. No. Right. I think what I'm more looking forward to as the good news of rates drop is it'll more it'll make probably sellers more likely to get out and list their property, maybe, uh, which is going to be way more beneficial than the the monthly payment savings of a half percent or one percent lower rate. It's it's and Dad highlights this all the time. It's taking headline world and then let's translate that into. Oh, yeah. and you're going to go write an offer on this house? Okay, yeah. well, great. Rates came down a half percent. It's a hundred bucks a month. I think you were going to decide that you wanted this house, you know, regardless of what CPI reads on Wednesday. Yeah. And I just went through a couple of my clients who are have an accepted offer and are mm-hmm. moving forward. Here, I pick, I pick five. Um, one couple recently got engaged. Uh, one couple, second home, and the kids are now in college. One uh, moved from out of state. They have a one-year-old, and they want to be closer to family. And another one, they moved back from working overseas. Yeah. It was like, they don't care what the inflation reading is on Wednesday. No. Literally, I mean, it's funny because everyone I talk to, it's the same thing. that They just want to know, can they do this? Are they able to do this? Are they able to buy a house? Right. What's the best way to do it? Right? Those are the things that we pride ourselves on consulting on. Very rarely do I have the conversation of, oh, well, if rates come down this much, then I will want to buy a house. Because <laughs> then a lot of people will want to buy a house then too. Right. And competition gets harder. Right. All right. A couple more nuggets when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, welcome back to Storytime on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Uh, Stories from the front lines with David and Tim. Uh, So David, I think the the last thing we wanted to touch on this week is kind of the funny uh, meaning of of words that people say to us when when we're doing our initial, you know, consultation. I call it the mortgage pastoring phone call, right? I just want to find out more about you, find out more about your situation. What are your goals, your hopes, your dreams, all that kind of stuff. So one of the questions I almost always ask in that initial call is what is your timeline? Do you have a preferred timeline on when you get the keys and move in? Do you have, you know, do you have a lease that is ending at a certain time? Is there a life event that you know, like, oh, I want to buy a home before I get married in June or, you know, whatever. Right. So lately in this past week I've had, and I've, I'm sure you've gotten this answer uh, before too, but it just struck me. it, it, It happened several times this week alone. I asked that question and the answer was, well, I'd like to get pre-approved now 
because it's, it's free. It doesn't cost me anything. And that way, if something comes up, I'm ready to jump on it, but I'm really not going to be aggressively looking until spring of 2024. Aggressively. I was like, I was like oh, cool. And, and I told this to you off air. And, and what did you say to me? Well, just like, does that mean you're pounding through Zillow like yeah, harder? Like, like, what does aggressively mean? I'm only going to look right. at Zillow from nine until nine oh eight p.m. But when I get aggressive, I'm going to do it for an hour. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, uh, okay. It's like aggressively. Uh, well, yeah. It's like, what does aggressively looking mean versus not aggressively looking? And can I, like, can I just say that if you're having the conversation and someone says anything other than right now, they're mm-hmm. in a little bit of denial. Like we're talking. Yeah, if you, the right place pops up, I think yeah. the answer is going to be right. soon. Like, I don't know about you, but unless you are lonely or have a lot of spare time during your during your day, you're not carving out the time to talk to a mortgage guy. You got better things to do. I yeah. tell my customers that all the time. Like, thank you for taking the time because who wants to like who's excited to like talk with a loan yeah. guy about mortgage stuff? It's like we are because this is what we live and breathe. Exactly. But it's like you know, for most people, it's not really their cup of tea. So. It's like, if you're taking the time to talk to me and spend 30 minutes on the phone crafting a pre-approval game plan, you're probably serious enough to make you're an ready. offer now yeah. when the right property comes along. So I guess I would just encourage people, and if you're listening to this show, this is probably your part of this group as well. It's like, I guess decide what aggressively versus not aggressively house hunting means for you. I actually had a client this last week that did a version of that because they're, we talked about them last week or the week before they're moving back from Texas Okay, and they've got a house to sell. And I think in their ideal world, they'd like to sell that house, have the proceeds. Yeah. For a larger buy. down payment. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. But what I, and what I said is a version of what you're alluding to. It's like, if the right house pops up, I don't want you to be handcuffed thinking you can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to hand you the engagement ring for your next house. (laughs) And then you just got to meet somebody. Does it take one day, one week, one month, three months? Like it's fine, but let's be ready. Yeah. For so that when the right house pops up, you're ready to go propose. Do you like that metaphor? I use romance is the greatest metaphor a parallel example for buying a house. I said to a client, going to a house hunt, it's like uh, going on a blind date with an engagement <laughs> ring in your pocket. And you're like, I think I will pop the question on this <laughs> first date. There you go. It's a little intense. If it's an open house and there's multiple uh, shops, Then you're just there, at the bar. <laughs> the metaphor yeah. continues. Yeah. And I, you know, I think this bears saying too, is that pre-approving someone, giving you that pre-approval letter, it is for sure the the green light to go out and, and start looking to your point, it's the engagement ring. So now you're going to just go out and find someone to, to give it go to fall in love. Yeah. But that is also kind of the, the bare minimum of what I consider our profession to be, especially in this market. It's like, we'll pre-approve you, but then we also want to help you win. Oh, and yeah. it's like, please lean on us for that advice because unfortunately more often than not, you're not just going to be able to go out and find a house and, make an offer with your credit verified pre-approval and win on your first try. You might, but odds are right now that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So please let us help you try to avoid some heartbreak because I'm mean, mm. continuing the metaphor. Yes. If you, it pro- works. if you get down on one knee and propose and the person says, nah, I'm okay. 
That's devastating, man. Wow. That is brutal. So that's it's what like, it feels like for some homebuyers. So oh, because you, you are picturing your entire life. Yeah, in you're this walking house. through and you're picturing Christmas dinner and the dining room exactly. and like all the memories and stuff. It's like, please let, help, let us help you avoid the heartbreak by. Here we go. Giving you the biggest diamond ring on that Whoa. engagement ring, the rock solid pre-approval. Uh, you've been listening to Metaphor Mortgage. All you got to do to get started working with this great team to help you get into a house that you want, you got to click on that blue button at acunet.com, A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. Go Pack. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.